Welcome to the Prosperous and Happy Life podcast, where you will hear Mary Hagerman, investment advisor and portfolio manager from Raymond James, share her tips and experience from her quest to help her clients be prosperous and happy. Over more than 30 years, Mary has worked with thousands of clients and countless experts, all looking to live a rich and fulfilling life. In her podcast interviews, she shares her stories and wisdom, along with the advice from the many experts she has encountered along the way. And now, here's Mary. I am so excited to kick off this podcast series at a time when rising inflation and the war in Ukraine has rocked the markets and caused a spike in interest rates. And this after rates have been historically low for a very long time. Many people are wondering, how does this affect my financial plan or my retirement plans? Well, I couldn't think of a better person to discuss this with than our very own financial planner, Sammy Natu. Together, Sammy and I work with our Raymond James clients to provide them with strategies and recommendations for tax, retirement, and estate planning. Sammy has a bachelor's degree in economical sciences from the Université de Montréal and has been working in the financial industry for about 11 years now, and many of those years with major banks. So welcome, Sammy. Thank we you, are, Mary. We are so happy to have you as our first podcast guest, really. So you and I both agree that these are definitely trying times for clients, and there's a lot we can discuss, but I would like to focus not so much on what the markets are doing right now, although that's really grabbed a lot of people's attention, but let's you and I focus on inflation and interest rates. How are rising rates affecting people's financial plan right now? So that's a very good question indeed. Um, well, the obvious answer is that you'll pay more in terms of interest payments on your loans. Um, as a result, if you were to keep making the same payments toward your loan repayment, your capital would be repaid at a slower pace, thus prolonging your debt maturity date. Um, this will be valid for revolving debts such as credit cards, unsecured lines of credits, as well as home equity lines of credits. Now, that's, uh, you just said revolving debts. There, it could be that some people don't know exactly what that means. But So you're talking about credit cards, um, the, the, the home equity line of credit. That's when people uh, borrow money based on the value of their home, right? Yes, exactly. So for revolving debts, we're, paying, we're just paying the interest and we're not paying the capital. You could be paying both. Um, the, the, the definition of a revolving debt is a debt that once it's repaid, it could be incurred again. Um, okay. But you're mostly paying interest if the balance is very large. Okay. So everything you said today makes sense. Obviously, if you maintain uh, payments as per prior to rising interest rates, you're just going to be paying off your capital more slowly. What else should people consider? Um, there's also the impact that it could have on variable mortgages um, or people who plan on buying homes in the near future. Um, those with an existing fixed rate mortgage uh, will not be impacted as of now, 
they'll feel the, the result more so when they renew their mortgages. Um, on the contrary, those with variable rate mortgages may notice an immediate increase in their monthly payments, which would affect their budget. Um, and those looking to purchase a home in the near future, um, well, they may have a lower budget because now the interest rates are rising and they can afford less in terms of monthly payments. Um, but that may be counteracted as well by a decrease in home prices in certain areas or certain regions. Right. So we'll get to that point uh, in a second. But um, now neither of us pretend to be experts in mortgages, but I do believe you have a, um, a, a certain work experience in the field of credit. So when you talk about the different types of mortgages, people who have variable mortgages, they'll see the rates go up as we see interest rates rise because the uh, rates on the mortgage are adjusted, right? On exactly. the upside. Exactly. So it's adjusted on the upside and on the downside. Most of the time when it's adjusted on the downside, for instance, in a couple of years when we see interest rates go down, um, people or individuals tend to keep their payments alike just so that they're paying more to their capital uh, than they previously would. Um, but right. when payments increase, usually the banks will tend to increase your monthly payments as well, just to keep that same proportion going. Right. And this is where we get into the question of penalties and stuff like that for people who would like to like run for the possibility of locking in rates right now before they go up anymore. Yeah. yeah, so some institutions will allow you to convert right away. Some people will allow you to renew your mortgage term um, beforehand, um, again, incurring a certain penalty. So it's very, it gets very technical, and it really depends on uh, the lender. Right. So this is a time to have really good conversations with the lender, as you say, the person who you took the mortgage from, to find out what the different options are and to hopefully... Um, to hopefully lock into rates before they continue to climb, right? Exactly. So in terms of when the rates are rising, you want to be probably in a fixed rate mortgage just because you have no variability to your rates. Um, And then in periods where mortgage rates go down, obviously a variable rate is better because you'll be impacted as well on the downward side. Yeah, unless you know that possibly you have a windfall of money coming in that will allow you to pay off your mortgage um, in the short term, right? Because typically you can't change the rate on a mortgage until it comes up for renewal. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I think I know what you're going to say next. It sounds like it's time to make a budget. Exactly. Um, What becomes clear in any period of time is to have a realistic budget and scaling back when necessary in periods of increased interest rates. Um, At Raymond James, or I'm sure you can do it with your clients as well, um, we always provide the means to do so. um, And we would like to have our clients be conscious of what they spend and when they spend it. Yeah, absolutely. And I find we'll actually be doing some giveaways at the end of this, and we're going to help people who haven't tackled the budget to give them some tools and make that easier. But certainly I look at budgets regularly with clients, and I think that you and I will agree as a financial planner that a budget is something that you look at more often 
then you would look at a an overall financial plan. But a lot of things affect budgets, like how much is coming in, how much is going out, and what affects how much is how much you're spending is how what is the cost of your debt, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, that's a big, big chunk of anybody's cash flow. Absolutely. And I was just reading a report on you know, the household indebtedness in Canada and mortgages are what count for really the top expenditure for most families. So how can we reduce the impact of higher interest rates? Um, So we just touched upon it um, a little while ago. For some people, the solution will be to renew their mortgage. One of the great ways to do it is to think of debt as not all Death is bad um, in the sense that you could take a consolidation debt or loan uh, to have all of your debts under one place. Doing so, um, you will probably be able to use the same amount of money to repay that you used to repay all your debts, but counting towards only one loan, um, which would attack the capital a lot faster than by repaying all of your smaller debts on the side. Yeah, and that's great advice because, I mean, there's some types of debts like credit card debts, with, which are just, uh, you know, can have extremely high interest rates. So you should m- look to see what you can do to consolidate debts and move that debt into uh, a, a component, uh, um, a sleeve of your debts where the interest rate is lower. And I would also say that this is really a perfect opportunity to have discussions with family, like family conversations. And, you know, often couples will keep, well, their investment accounts separate, uh, their bank accounts separate, and we don't necessarily always know the full story. So I really encourage couples, families to have discussions not only about what it is they want to spend money on, because it could be that this is time to to review the uh, the type of expenses that you're prepared to to take on as a family, but also where are the debts, who's holding debts, and how much is it costing in the family budget? Especially knowing the fact that um, each spouse could be held liable for the other spouse's debts. That's an excellent point. Yeah, that's really good. And I always suggest, too, that people who are getting into new relationships or considering, you know, marriage, that they have these deep discussions where they find out exactly what's going on financially in uh, their partner's life. Because as you say, and it's a really good point, you could end up being liable for some of the debts. Um, so we talked about locking in, um, variable mortgage, wrapping debt differently, uh, reviewing the budget. Are there any other strategies, strategies that people can use to be proactive in these times? Yeah, sure. So that's another good question. Um, making higher payments to your debt while the rates are still low uh, could have a double benefit for sure. Um, it will help reduce pay down the principal faster. 
Um, and then as you experience the potential impact of future rate hikes, um, at least you'll be used or accustomed to paying a higher level of debt. Um, it could also reduce or, I mean, you could decide to reduce your discretionary budget as well or ahead of time. So if you know that rates are, in, well, rates are rising, uh, you may decide to maybe spend less on going out to the restaurants or outings or maybe delay um, home renovations just so that you get accustomed to being able to spend less and incurring less debt, if you wish, or bad debt at the moment. Right. And I like the fact that you use that word bad debt, because not all debt is bad. And, you know, we can talk about that a little bit, because, you know, I have clients who bought businesses, homes at times when interest rates were very high. They survived, they paid off that capital over time. I mean, if you are buying something that has good concrete value that could even possibly be cheaper now because of what's happening economically. It could be a good thing that you incur some debt. For sure. Uh, I mean, the, the main focus again, and we said it before, um, but it's to keep updating your budget or keep an updated budget uh, and making sure that you can actually afford what you wish to purchase. Right. And of course it helps too if you anticipate a rise in your income, right? Yep. Uh, so that's why the, the corollary of that is true as well. If you sense that you could be in a situation where there's a possibility that you could lose your job or be forced to reduce your working hours for health or whatever, um, it becomes very important, too, that you take that into consideration with regards to what is your debt load and how much you're prepared to incur. Yeah, for sure. And then speaking of employer, I mean, another point to consider in light of the current labor market situation is to have the talk with your employer. Um, it may not be easy, but now may be a good time to discuss promotions um, or a promotion that you rightfully deserve or a wage increase if it's applicable or just seeing probably how you can restructure your actual schedule to fit your desired schedule. There's a lot of different implications to talking or having the talk with your employer, um, but most of them could be benefit. Yeah, that's a really good point. And there's certainly no disadvantage to having an honest exchange with your employer on how you can um, improve your working situation and monetarily and even you know, from, from a comfort standpoint, the pandemic has opened up a whole new uh, bunch of options for us to the extent, too, that a lot of people who thought they might be considering stopping work are now thinking they can work longer because they can accommodate, um, they can accommodate where they want to be when they work, how long they want to work each week. And this, of course, adds too adds revenue to the family situation. Well, of course, the longer you decide to work, the more you have funds to build your nest eggs and the better you'll be in the long run for sure. Right. I think it's just that we want to avoid having to be forced into working longer or taking on obligations because we have uh, taken on too much debt. And of course, the pandemic has been an exceptional situation for people, right? I mean, we went 
from a period at the beginning of the pandemic where we were all forced to stay home. Uh, many of us uh, were subsidized by the government because basically we were told we had to remain home. And it turned out that for many households, this was a savings period that allowed them to accumulate additional wealth. Now, as we come out the other end of the pandemic, what are we seeing? Well, we're seeing all this pent-up demand for goods and services that we weren't able to purchase during the, the, the pandemic. We're using the funds that we accumulated. And of course, this too is feeding the fuel of inflation. Right. Yeah, of course. And that's I mean, that's only well, that's pure math. If you look at it in the sense that the more demand you'll have or it's economics, the more demand, the more the price will increase, the lesser demand, the lesser the demand, uh, the price will be. And so it's all a question of equilibrium. I think in the long run, um, it would be wise for people, again, to keep an updated budget to make sure that they can actually afford what they spend or what they want. Um, and in in the cases where you can afford to save, it's still a great time. Even I know you wanted to keep markets a little bit uh, further in 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 a discussion, right. talk. but I mean, in in a time where markets are down, uh, uh, people who have cash and actually do decide to invest, it could turn out to be a really great option for them. Yes, and that's why we're going to devote a whole episode to that in uh, the next episode. But thanks for setting that up nicely for me, <laughs> because it is an important part of this. So if we're just to go back over the strategies that you know we discussed, uh, there's a budget and there's a financial plan, right? Yep. So people, people should be looking at doing their budget, reviewing their budget now, and reviewing it in light of what's happening and increased interest payments on debt, any debt that they're holding, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we can translate that into perhaps a review of the financial plan, even though we don't review the financial plan on an annual basis. Um, this is uh, quite a, a an exceptional period for investors and it's worth taking a look at how any of this might be affecting their long-term financial goals, and then choosing expenses wisely in light of the money that's available, disposable income, and also in light of what has become very expensive right now. And some things, of course, have become less expensive, but the very expensive stuff will become less expensive over time. One thinks of housing as interest rates turn over, which they eventually will, will come down and uh, make the things that have become maybe out of reach for some people a bit more affordable. Totally agree. Great. Well, Sammy, I think that we have had a great uh, chat on looking at the effect of interest rates on, on what's going on right now in people's lives and their budgets. I'd like to finish off with the question that I'll have for every guest that comes on the podcast, since this is the Prosperous and Happy Life podcast. Uh, what's your definition of prosperous and happy? Yeah, so I guess um, as a young parent, prosperity and happiness means to be able to provide uh, my children with en enough to enjoy um, their basic childhood and then teach them valuable lessons as they grow and hopefully just like money. <laughs> well, that's great. And I think it's super that you pulled your children into this because money is really a family affair. 
right? Yep, for sure. Yeah. Super. So thank you so much, Sammy. It's been great talking to you. And for everybody who's listening, wow, we have some great tools to help you. Uh, retirement and income calculators. We have a budget planner. I even have a copy of the chapter of my book, The Black Belt Investor, that deals with financial planning. So you can reach out to us on our website, www.maryhagerman.ca, and sign up for our newsletter. It's great. It's really informative, and we'll make sure that you get everything you need uh, to help you out. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, and we'll be releasing new episodes of our podcast every, the last Friday of every month. And in the meantime, you can follow me on LinkedIn and Facebook at Mary Hagerman. So the link is in the description box below. So thank you again, and we'll see you all next time. This podcast has been prepared by and expressed the opinions of Mary Hagerman and not necessarily the opinions of Raymond James Limited. Statistics, data, and other information presented are from sources RJL believes to be reliable, but their accuracy cannot be guaranteed. This podcast is for information purposes only and is not to be construed as an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchases of securities. Investors considering any investment should consult with their investment advisor to ensure that it is suitable for the investor's circumstances and risk tolerances before making any investment decisions. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Information provided in this podcast is general in nature and should not be construed as providing legal, accounting, and or tax advice. Should viewers have any specific questions and or issues in these areas, please consult your legal, tax, and or accounting advisor. RJL is a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund.